1: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. <laughs> I'm here in my closet, recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How's your pre-birthday quarantine week going? It's so great. Guess what I'm doing for the first time in a while, at least on this podcast? What? Getting drunk.
2: Oh, my God. Like right. Wow. You meant literally right now. You should have told me I would have made a cocktail.
1: You should have made a cocktail.
2: That's my chaser today is one of the cocktails that I made that I like still cannot believe I made because it was so good.
1: Well, mostly so um, I had a I had this sponsored post that I I did on Instagram. And so they sent me this influencer (laughs) because I'm such an influencer. It's really I'm opening up a dangerous door for myself right now by getting by having any alcohol in quarantine. I've done a pretty good job of holding out on it. Mm -hmm. Mostly I get stoned. (laughs) (laughs) tomato tomato it really doesn't make any fucking difference live your lives is what i'm saying nobody should be modeling their behavior off of me anyway but that being said i am having a a, a bevy as they say
2: oh love that for you
1: how is your my pre-birthday quarantine going
2: well in honor of you I, I switched back to iPhone and texting yes. you with a blue bubble and, and your reaction. It really just it made my week also uh, because <laughs> now I get to troll you essentially with all the stupid Animoji shit and uh, voice texting that exists on iPhone to iPhone. It's a new chapter in our friendship.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad we're finally there.
2: One less thing for you to tease me about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly i don't have to be as much of a dick to you you're welcome that's my <laughs> gift to you <laughs> and on that note coming up on today's episode we got worse things first where i chat about the stupidest most ridiculous worst news of the week after that we're diving deep into me bitch in the worst <laughs> parts of my 20s because by the time this episode comes out, I'll be 30. So obviously I need to revisit all of my worst moments from the past decade. And by worst moments, I mean, I'm gonna be revisiting my highlights that I will uh, frame as the worst moments. But really this is just my way of going through all of the great things that I've done because this is my show and I will brag about myself. Even if I, even if I manage to turn it around into saying they're bad things. They're actually good things. We'll see. We'll see. I'm drinking. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and then finally, we've got comedian, writer, actor, and podcast host Sashir Zameda on the pod. As our guest complainer, she was on SNL and Full Frontal with Samantha B. She co-hosts the hilarious podcast, Best Friends with Nicole Byer, Emmy nominee Nicole Byer. And she's starring in a new show on Hulu called Woke. So we'll talk about all that and much more. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's wish me a happy birthday and start the show. All right, horse things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, a pet dog that jumped out of a car window on a South Carolina highway. (laughs) All of these words, this is just part one of the sentence. There was a pet dog jumped out of a car window on a highway. But luckily, it's been found two weeks later, nearly 600 miles away what? in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let her have spring break. <laughs> she's going to Miami. She's going to South Florida. The dog named Belle, which is short for Bellasai, escaped from the moving car near Charleston, according to a, a man named Tim Whitfield, whose mother owned the dog. She was a 90-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. She is a 90-year-old woman. And I don't know. There's very little detail in this story about what actually happened. Because Tim said she was heartbroken after hearing the dog was lost. What does that mean?
2: Was she not the one driving or in the car?
1: I don't know. The way it's it's written so passively. <sighs> this is why you need to go to journalism school. The AP. Oh, my assumption is that this nine-year-old woman was driving the car. The dog jumped out.
2: You can basically call her Ladybird. Am I right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Remember that one scene?
1: Yes, I do. My cousin jumped out of the car. Well, I think he (gasps) just fell out.
2: (laughs) What? (laughs)
1: How does one (laughs) fall out of a car on accident? It's part of like family legend that he opened up the car door when my aunt like took a corner and he fell out. (laughs) <laughs> anyway so bill after two weeks of of searching for this dog they found her in florida these uh florida residents grabbed bell out of traffic after spotting her while traveling from charleston to miami good for bell i guess yeah she saw she saw the whole the whole southeastern seaboard
2: she's running right through the covid hot spots <laughs>
1: She really went on a a tour of the pandemic. And I love that for her. And now she gets to go live with a 90 year old woman. So congrats. Next, an Australian okay, I just want I'm gonna read this as it was written. An Australian Outback pub has banned emus for (laughs) bad behavior.
2: Do they ever have good behavior? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and erected barriers to prevent the large flightless birds from creating havoc inside. <laughs> I, I think it confused me because I was like, wait, there's an Outback in Australia? <laughs> 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 Why? I feel like they should call it something else. I know Outback Steakhouse is named after the Australian Outback, but like...
2: Who's better known now, you know? Right. It's also
1: like, who named Outback Steakhouse? A brilliant marketeer. I, I just, that's like calling someplace American Burger. That's probably a restaurant, anyway. I mean, what is confusing to me about this is the uh, the idea that these emus were ever allowed in this pub. Yeah. <laughs> like, at uh, one point in history, emus were allowed in this establishment. In all establishments, I guess.
2: I like to think of it like how you know that there are some bars in New York that are dog-friendly. And, like, even though, like, it's not totally legal, like, those places are known for for allowing dogs. And I feel like in Australia, yeah, like, the dog equivalent is probably
1: an emu. I don't, I feel like that's not true. No, it's Um, definitely not. (laughs) I mean, uh, to be fair, of all of the wildlife that I, you know, hear about from, from Australia, it does feel like emus are, like, the least violent deadly oh i don't know i mean it's not a steak it's not a kangaroo it's not like a shark i just if i had to pick any of those to like contend with i would pick an emu
2: oh i i disagree those beaks are sharp
1: they can't fly what would you choose? what australian animal would you rather fight i mean i i think a kangaroo are you kidding me have you not seen pictures of kangaroos they're they're have you seen a picture of an emu? they're fucking huge yeah, but uh, compared to an, a, a beefy,
2: muscly, thick kangaroo. Yeah. Also, emus, I feel like their necks are very vulnerable. So we've got that over them.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think emus are not that dangerous. So the article says locals and tourists have been bemused. Bem- bemused. Get it? Bemused. <laughs> because that, there's the word emu in it. Mm-hmm. By the antics of the emus eager to steal food from people in Yarraka, a remote Queensland state outpost with a permanent population of 18. Damn. (laughs) This doesn't qualify. That's not like a town. That's just a family. Right. Either it's a family or it's just 18 people who are on some sort of season of survivor, maybe? (laughs) But things took an intolerable turn last week when two of the birds, Carol and Kevin... (laughs) (laughs) How much of the population is human to emu? It really does not say. A permanent population of 18. Carol and Kevin discovered that they could climb the front stairs of the Yarraka Hotel, which is, I guess, the only pub... It's really the only pub you need if there's only 18. I don't really know, like, how much... How much competition there is in the pub space. Mm -hmm. They learned to walk up the front steps of the hotel, which has been causing just a few issues, especially with the amount of their waste. So they've been coming in, stealing stuff off people's plates, taking fat emu shits all all over everything. Um, the, the owner of this pub, I guess, said he solved the problem by stringing a rope across the top of the stairs and a sign has to advise customers to replace the rope once they enter because, quote, emus have been banned from this establishment for bad behavior. That's good. Once they learn how to go under that rope, though, all bets are off. Oh, yeah. And finally, two schoolgirls in India have discovered... An asteroid, which is slowly shifting its orbit and moving toward Earth.
2: No, thank you.
1: Yes, uh. thank you so much, schoolgirls. Uh, you know, I don't know what they're fucking teaching children in India, but maybe you shouldn't teach children how to point out stuff that's going to murder us. Okay, why don't we focus on other stuff right now? I just feel like we could be using our we we could be using our resources. To point out, I don't know, trees, uh, oceans.
2: That's a good one.
1: What good is this gonna do us? Okay so these two girls they're both uh, in the 10th grade were working on a school project when they discovered the asteroid which they named get this it's so clever you won't even be able to handle it they called it HLV 2514 isn't that so cute
2: I love that <laughs> I'm gonna name my next dog that <laughs>
1: uh, it's, that's yeah whenever I'm like flirting with a guy and I'm like oh I should give him a pet name that's the this is the name I pick HLV mm-hmm. 2514
2: that's also accurate because it'll also definitely destroy you
1: sure i i are you saying that someone is going to um
2: plummet to your earth and uh blow everything up for you maybe
1: slowly enter my atmosphere and uh, rupture me from within Mm mm-hmm um, that's actually disgusting and offensive <laughs> it's
2: okay what, what I really meant is like fuck you up like mentally and emotionally not sexually but then I just went with what you were saying
1: <laughs> oh my mind immediately went to you just calling me a bottom no <laughs> Um, The girls were participating in a Space India and NASA project, which allows students to analyze images taken from a telescope. Also, by the way, they said that the asteroid is currently close to the orbit of Mars, but in one million years, it will change its orbit and move closer to Earth.
2: Okay, I'll be dead. It's fine. (laughs) Right.
1: Like the Earth is also not going to
2: survive a million years. So, like, we'll all be dead. It's fine.
1: This is one of those things where it's like, I, to me, that fact is more terrifying than if an asteroid were literally plummeting towards Earth at this very moment. How? Like, to me, the idea of one million years is far scarier than like an imminent asteroid attack. Because it's like an imminent asteroid attack would be like, okay, the asteroid is like right there. The universe is relatively small small enough that an asteroid could be right next to us and even hit us. But like the prospect of it being 1 million years away, I can't even fathom that. (laughs) If you really think about it, if you really think about it, it makes sense. (laughs) And that's it. Next, we're talking about my accomplishments, mostly surviving. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep deep All right, so this week I turned 30 years old, and if you forgot to wish me a happy birthday, don't even fucking bother. Okay, it's too late. You missed it. If you're if, if right now listening to this podcast is when you discover that it was my birthday, then you could go fuck yourself. Because A, that means you're not following me on Instagram and Twitter and b it means you don't even care that much. I
2: have to be honest with you. I couldn't remember your exact birthday and I was like, "Fuck, how am I going to cuz like, you know, with work friends, there's a work calendar and we're not Facebook friends. I was like, how am I going to do this?" So I searched in Twitter and I remembered that you had you had tweeted about your half birthday and then I figured it out. <laughs> and now I put it in my <laughs> calendar so I'll never forget.
1: Right. I always have to go back through text messages to see when the last time I wish someone a happy birthday was. Mm-hmm. I just hope I got it right that year. <laughs> but anyway, I turned 30 years old, which is the age of all of the friends in Friends. Wow! Like, I remember watching Friends and seeing all of the birthday episodes when they turned 30. And like, they treat it as if they are they are turning 150. <laughs> like, they make all of these jokes about how, like, they're basically dead. <laughs> and I remember watching that when I was younger and being like, wow, they, they must be so old. Yeah,
2: they are near the grave. They
1: were turning 30. <laughs> so, um, but because this is my show, I'm using this episode to go through the 30 biggest and stupidest things that happened to me in the last decade. Basically, this is a retrospective of me in the last 10 years. Can you believe it? And mostly I'm doing this because my therapist this week, we were talking and I like casually mentioned that I was turning 30 and she was like, wait, you have not mentioned this at all. (laughs) And most people spend like weeks or months kind of dreading this moment of turning 30 and I was like oh shit I guess I should uh be more reflective in this
2: moment in my next therapy session I'm definitely gonna ask for like a list of things I should be worrying about in addition to all the other things I worry about
1: Yeah. So why don't we get into it? These are the 30 biggest and stupidest things to happen to me in the last decade. Juan, I turned gay in the last 10 years. I don't know if you knew this.
2: That that switch was flipped, you know?
1: I finally did it. I I walked into the bathroom that is my brain, and I flipped that switch <laughs> from off to on. And, and now Look what it's done to me.
2: What does that mean for your 30s?
1: What does that mean for my 30s? Who knows? Probably that I'll go broke because being gay is expensive as fuck. <laughs> the fact that I made it 10 years being gay. I did look up, actually. I'm sad that I that I only thought of this today. Because technically, the first person I came out to was one of my friends over Facebook. <laughs> Facebook Messenger. Aww. So it, it was dated and it was July 27, 2011.
2: Wow. That's the real pride month right there.
1: <laughs> I just missed my my gay anniversary. I also went to my first homosexual bar, which does wow. make sense. I don't think I yeah. went to any bars before I turned 21. I was not one of those people. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like the party, like the, oh, we're going to go and put a, b- a bong up our butts and like soak a tampon and vodka.
2: Okay. I mean, like I went to a few bars before <laughs> I turned 21, but I wasn't doing that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes, you were actually, because there are one of two people. Either you were like me and you don't have a single sip of uh, legal beer until you turn 21 that's not true (laughs) i drank before i turned 21 but i did it i'd never gone to a bar before i turned 21 Mm -hmm. but yeah i went to my first gay bar my first gay bar was roscoe's in chicago shout out to roscoe's i hope they're still open right well not right now but you know i hope they survive and it was great i think that was the night that i threw up everywhere (laughs) Another accomplishment, I graduated from college in the last 10 years. What a waste that was. Doing absolutely nothing with my degree. My student loans are still, I would say, maybe 60% paid off.
2: Well, that's, that's, you know, something. Maybe by the time you're 50, (laughs) they'll be paid off.
1: Another accomplishment, I moved to New York City. A place that I'd literally never seen or been to before. Before (laughs) I stepped foot off of that airplane. Just like that girl in 30 Rock. I, I landed and I got off the plane with my luggage that didn't have any wheels. I had to carry it just like uh, like a newspaper salesman who famously carries suitcases. I shared an apartment for the first time. That was a big deal. I guess I had a roommate in college who did masturbate when I was in the room. But uh, Ooh, an apartment, that. splitting the rent, having to be a grown up in that way. That was the first.
2: Did you live in the dorms all 4 years of college?
1: Yeah, because I was a fucking nerd. <laughs> what else? I saw the ocean for the first time. What what a dumb thing that is. Who who wants to see the ocean? I got an internship at buzzfeed.com, which is I don't know if people know this because it's now a, a failing website, but it used to be this big website where people go and they would read about like the events of the day and the trends on the internet. A lot of, there was a lot of animal news. Oh, spreads a piece of internet history. What else have I done? I became a successful alcoholic on the internet. Not many people can say that. Um, I won a people's choice award I haven't mentioned that in a while In at least four episodes I do want to bring that up and emphasize it uh, what else did I do in the last decade I quit that job to work for myself which was a huge risk uh, still can't believe that I've actually done that and have managed to pay the bills for the last four or five years I left the country for the first time I got a passport and used that bitch got it, got it stamped and everything and sure, the first time it was only to go to Toronto, which barely counts. But still. Then I went to the uh, London. Ever heard of it? It's in the UK. Ever heard of it? Uh, what else did I do this decade? Launched this here podcast. Woo! We've been doing this for, what, nine nine years?
2: Um, nine? Anywhere from three to <laughs> nine years. Actually three years, though, which is insane to me.
1: Yeah. Almost the entirety of my my solo beyonce career i published my first book i'll say that my memoir my book of essays if you have not read or bought it everything is awful also recorded the audiobook that was uh uh, fun i did that i did stand up for the first time in the last 10 years still can't believe that the first time was st patrick's day 2016 when that woman (laughs) threw up everywhere (laughs) I went on two nationwide tours, I saw a lot of garbage in this country, (sighs) I started actually dating for the first time, like actually taking it seriously, that was, I guess, an accomplishment. Has it worked? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, But I started, I'm starting to take it more seriously.
2: We'll see what happens in the flirty 30s. (laughs)
1: I've I've maybe expressed this exact thought on the pod before, but I've definitely said it to friends about how like internally I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to really thrive in my 30s. (laughs) I've sort of written off like, yeah, the 20s were my 20s were fine. But like the 30s is where personally I'm going to shine.
2: Uh, Well, 13 going on 30. You know what I mean? You're just like, yeah, that year is going to be great
1: because what else did I accomplish? I actually started going to the gym. Yeah, that I guess I'll consider an accomplishment. Got, went to the gym more than 2 weeks in a row <laughs> consecutively. I got unofficially engaged to Harry Styles in the last decade. I mean, that I I would say the seeds were planted more in the last 10 years and like we'll see them we'll see them reaped in the in the next decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Disneyland for the first time ever, and then um, and for I...
2: the second time,
1: <laughs> and for the second and for the third, that was really one of my my last pre pandemic activities was going to Disneyland.
2: It sure was. Uh, you you also went to Universal Studios for the first time.
1: And got high for the first time.
2: Hell yeah.
0: (laughs) Which is
1: another one of my items um, that I I did in my 20s. Got addicted to marijuana. No. (laughs) All things to you. My mom, if she's listening, blames Barry for... I know she does. I also never voted for a white man for president. I'm going to hang on to that. That was an accomplishment of my 20s that unfortunately I will not be able to bring into my 30s. But we're going (laughs) to make the most of it. (laughs) I started wearing T-shirts again. I think the last time I regularly wore T-shirts was when I was probably like five or six. I saw Beyonce three times. Never met her, which is again an accomplishment. That uh, TBD when we when we do the unhappy hour retrospective ten years from now. Oh God! Hopefully that that will change. Um, (laughs) I've had at least fifteen different iPhones. Pretty crazy. Are you
2: serious?
1: (laughs) For sure. Is that a a real number? I, I. Didn't have the time or really the energy to actually count, but it's at least 15 for sure. We're on the 11. Like, do you not think that I had at least two of each because I (laughs) broke them? (laughs) (laughs) The other accomplishment that I'm genuinely proud of is that in the last decade, I've only thrown up four times total. And I'm putting that in the win column. That's an average of one throw up every two and a half years and that is an accomplishment what else have i done
2: uh you started baking i don't know (laughs) okay (laughs) did you bake
1: beforehand um i got a new mattress (laughs) 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 i do think that is uh, i got a queen size mattress that feels like an accomplishment in this year of my life i'm gonna count getting an adult mattress to be in a, a decade summarizing list of accomplishments. Let's see. I lived through, uh, well, TBD, but am living through a once in a century pandemic. That does feel like an accomplishment, (laughs) um, survive so far. My, in my 30th accomplishment, I'll just say, is the fact that I've made it this long without completely losing my fucking shit. I've (laughs) kept it together for three full decades. And honestly, if I manage to make it another day without completely losing my mind, it'll it'll be quite a feat. But I did it. I did it. I made it 3 full decades. And here's to another um another 3 decades. Thank you all for being a part of my 30 years. It is nice to go into my 30th year um knowing that like, you know, we have great fans and that I have family and friends and all of that good stuff especially this year when it's it is weird to have a quote-unquote milestone birthday in the middle of a pandemic although at this point most people are having birthdays in a pandemic but it is nice uh to go into it knowing that uh, I do have a lot of love and support so thanks for listening And on that note, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got Sashir Zameda on the pod right after this commercial break.
3: Selling a little or a lot?
1: My guest complainer today is comedian, writer, actor, podcast host, Sashir Zameda. You know her from SNL, Full Frontal, and her podcast Best Friends with former guest complainer of this pod, Nicole Byer. And soon she'll be starring in the TV show Woke on Hulu. Welcome, Sashir.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) Of course. So, we like to start by asking what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves.
0: Um this is a contentious matter. I
1: <laughs>
3: good, don't good. like
0: <laughs> I don't like ice cream and people keep trying to peer pressure me and force it on me and they're like, "Well, you just haven't had the right ice cream" or like and it's not even it's just it's the cold. I don't like the cold on my teeth. I don't like uh-huh. it going down my esophagus. I don't like it in my stomach. I just, <laughs> I pref- I'm, a, I'm a warm snack kind of gal and it doesn't matter what kind of ice cream it is. I'm going to let it sit and it's going to melt and it's going to be a mess. So like, don't <laughs> serve it to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do. I uh- do. First of all, I've heard so many answers to this question at this point, And yours is one of the few that genuinely took me, took me aback. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting ice cream. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do. I do love the imagined scenario of people just giving you ice cream against your will. Because <laughs> people forget. I think,
0: I think my friends want to block it out of their memory. They're like, that can't be right. She didn't say she doesn't like ice cream. And it's like, no, it's true. I don't. I don't want it. No,
1: thank you. One of the things, I mean, there's so much that has confounded me in the last few months. But one of the things that confounds me the most is there is an ice cream shop like a block away from my apartment and I keep going past it. And there is like a huge crowd outside every single day. The second it got warm, it was like this huge crowd. And it's just this like little hole in the wall, like ice cream shop. Yeah. But it's, it's, I'm like, you're, you're out here risking your life mm-hmm. for for this. Um, it's probably
0: like some sense of normalcy. Like it's summer. Yeah, I'm supposed I to get be it. outside having ice cream. Let me just do that.
1: <laughs> right. And it does feel like it's, it is one of those places where it's like, there's no indoor seating. It's basically just a counter that you walk up to. So it, it was doing what almost every other restaurant is doing now yeah. anyway but it, yeah. it, in the beginning i was like this is wild to me but people go people go ham for ice cream uh c- you are you are in la right i am yeah i i was re-watching your um your stand-up special and you had a oh, joke thanks. about yeah uh, uh, about um how to respond when people ask how you are and we need a word for like i'm i'm alive <laughs> but not well
0: <laughs> truly yeah because i'm just tired of saying fine because it was right. a lie <laughs> we need like some sort of like guttural noise it's like ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything is terrible but we're still here we're still yeah. you know
0: yeah all well, things considered i'm here exactly <laughs>
1: Yeah, like temp check. How has the past few months been? Like you're here, you're alive.
0: I'm alive. I'm safe. It is bad here. <laughs> people Yeah,
1: LA get, LA and New York brave. have, like, swapped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh they just rolled back. We were opening and now they're like, Oh my God, psych. Like right. I think I think because it's so warm and bright, people are like, oh, just get me out there, which I get. <laughs> Yeah. But I just need people to stay home so we can stop having to stay home.
1: <laughs> How are you like creatively during quarantine I guess or are, are, are you someone uh, <laughs> like do you operate <laughs> well on your own? I, I don't, don't. Uh, so I'm projecting onto everybody
0: No, I don't I need deadlines I need I need a place to go. <laughs> I need like you know I, I need to feel like I'm leaving the home to go do work. And so I have lots of ideas, but none of them have been executed. So it's been more like self-care work. I'm doing the most therapy I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, a lot of meditating, a lot of exercise, a lot of Zoom workout classes, a lot of face masks and like – rolling out my body on a on a foam roller. I'm taking up roller skating. I'm taking up hula hooping. Just like, <laughs> just right. trying to find joy. That
1: is, that is a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's not nothing. That's true. Even like yeah. w- one new skill a year, I feel like it's like, that is quite an achievement. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, that's where my energy is going. As opposed to creative work. It's like, <laughs> everything right. else
1: <laughs> learn how to roller skate mm-hmm.
0: and Nicole yeah. started doing it and she kind of forces me to do every <laughs> every activity she does <laughs> she got me into pole dancing roller skating
1: yeah. Nicole Byer so Nicole on on Instagram yeah she is posting all of I, I ever I feel like every time I see her on my feed she is learning some new skill and yeah. um yeah and so you get dragged along in yeah, which is good because I probably
0: wouldn't do it on my own. So it's like
1: good to have a buddy. Are you getting to be a, a better pole dancer than you were before?
0: I can't. Well, I don't have a pole. Nicole has a pole in her backyard.
1: <laughs> okay, so that is <laughs> so a it's like kind of time. essential.
0: Yeah, <laughs> kind of essential <laughs> to have a pole. I'm trying to keep my upper body strength maintained so that right. it's not like I lost all my muscle over these months. Um, Hula hooping. It's hard.
1: Hulu <laughs> is so hard.
0: Yeah, I can just, I can do the like basic around the waist, but like learning how to like move it up and down your body and like throw it in the air and catch it and roll it around your shoulders and stuff. Right. I haven't gotten
1: to that place yet. All the like Cirque du Soleil stuff.
0: Yeah. I want yeah. to look like a circus girl, but <laughs> I I'm not there yet. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're you're building up all of the skills one by one, <laughs> and eventually you will be a, a roller skating, hula hooping, like <laughs> you know, pole dancing queen.
0: Yeah, I won't have any new stand up, but I will have so many <laughs> tricks. <laughs> I'll just tour by myself, be a one man band.
1: Yeah. Do you uh, do you have roommates or is it just you?
0: My man, I love my partner.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: to okay. It's nice to have someone else here, but then right. sometimes it's like.
1: I'm gonna be alone. space. I I I definitely feel like we need to um normalize people just saying, "You know what? I'm going to go for a walk by myself and get the fuck out of here."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, like, I need my we, space. Yeah. We've been
0: doing that more. I wish we thought of that 4 months ago. <laughs> but now we've been <laughs> like, "You know, I'm going to just have a day and, like be yeah. at the park or like me and my buddy are going to go to a lake that's like hours away and I'll see you later. Uh, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, well (laughs) getting back to business, um, tell me about like how, how did you and Nicole start best friends, the podcast and like, what is it like to do a podcast where you're sort of like working with your, with your Mm -hmm. best friend?
0: Well, we've been friends for like, uh, I guess, 11 years since like 2009 and we met through ucb the upright Citizens brigade theater in new york and yeah we just like clicked immediately we improvised together we did a web series together so we've been working together and have been friends kind of the whole time
3: mm-hmm.
0: and a couple years ago someone from earwolf saw a show that we did we were improvising and they're like you guys have such a great dynamic we should figure something out uh to put in podcast form. And so, I mean, honestly, we didn't, we didn't think that hard. We we're like, well, we're best friends. We'll just, <laughs> I mean, we'll just be best yeah. friends.
1: <laughs> Turn on the mics and see what happens.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Cause all the conversations we're having on, on the mic is, it's kind of like what we would be talking about if we were on each other's couches. Right. And we'll a- answer like truly like the only format we have is that, that we'll answer Friendship questions like people will write in and be like, My best friend's being a bitch, or you know, my best friend, uh, <laughs> her boyfriend's flirting with me on Instagram or whatever. And, uh, and we'll try to answer as best we can. But we've, we personally have been through a lot of ups and downs. So we do have mm-hmm. some experience with how to communicate with your friend about certain stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been really fun and honestly easy. And I get to just, <laughs> Talk to my best friend about whatever's happening, which honestly, which yeah. now isn't much. There's <laughs> <It's> not much. <laughs> There's not much to talk about now. But yeah, it's fun.
1: I, it does feel like every single conversation with friends is just like we, we all know exactly what has been happening in the past yeah. in the past couple of weeks. Um yeah. I feel that same way about therapy too. I'm like every time I talk to my therapist, I'm like, "What? Nothing happened. What do you want me to say?" <laughs> <laughs> the week was shitty, yeah. just like the week before it. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: still home <laughs> I'm right. still hating it.
1: I mean, how do you deal with like, uh, okay, so someone does something? We don't have we don't have to name Nicole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't
1: have to we don't have to throw her under a bus. But like a friend does something that you hate. Yeah. how how do we hash that out?
0: Um, it depends on what the thing is and <laughs>
1: true this, this is a very <laughs> broad question yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the offense can range,
0: yeah. but I like i I try to have hard conversations when I'm not emotionally uh wrought, you know, when I'm, I'm have a more level head to, and and both of us are in a level-headed state that. We can have this conversation in a very clear, logical way. But when you're like high emotions and you're like, well, you fucking always do this, then it's like no one's <laughs> listening at that point. That ever, like any compromise you guys could have made is gone because now yeah. this person feels attacked and defensive. So yeah, I try to hold on to, to, not like hold on to a grudge, but like, you know, wait for the moment. The next time yeah. I see them to bring up the thing, but not hold on to it so long where it's like, why are you waiting five years? I've had friends who didn't <laughs> done that, too, where they're like, this thing you did five years ago. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Life has changed. I've changed as a person. Why didn't you bring this up
1: then? Yeah, there is a statute of limitations on on grudges. And once, once you've waited, waited long enough, like, no, 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 that expired. You can't yeah. <laughs> bring that up anymore unless you dealt with it in the time. You Absolutely. Can. Yeah.
0: But Nicole and I did have a thing when I first moved to LA because we, she moved to LA maybe like uh, five years before I did or something. We had like a long distance re- relationship <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then I moved to LA and then my man moved to LA like months later. And when he first got here, in her mind, she thought, well, She's not going to want to talk or hang out with me as much because her man's here. So I should just recede from the picture and like mm-hmm. let her have space. And then and there was like weeks where I was like, where is she? <laughs> and I, and I <laughs> asked her, I was like, is everything OK? Like, I'm not hearing from you. Like, you just seem to be responding less. And she was like, oh, well, I just thought that maybe you need space. And I was like, girl, you have to ask me that. <laughs> like, like, ask, do you want me to give you space? And I was like, I can still see you the same amount. He lives with me. I can see him when I get home. Like, like, right. we don't have to, I don't have to like have either or, or we can all hang out together. But, you know, these are co- conversations we can have and not just assume, well, she'll probably not right. want to see me because she misses her man. And it's like, yes, I do. But also... I can have more people in my life. I can have multiple right. loves in my life and it'd be fine.
1: Yeah. Especially when you like are still like new to a city and whatever. It's like, yeah, you want to, you want multiple, <laughs> multiple people to interact. Absolutely. With.
0: Especially in LA because it's hard to get people to, even before the pandemic, like it's hard to get people to hang out and see each other because. Right. Once you're home, it just feels good to be home and <laughs> and things close earlier than they do in New York, so it's not like we, you can be like, "Let's go to a bar late at night. You got to be like, "Can I come to your home <laughs> right right. <laughs> and sit in your yard or in your house, or you come to mine. Yeah, it's like it's just different,
1: yeah. I think i was I was reading i I couldn't tell when it was from. But it was an interview that you you and Nicole did, but about like moving around in L.A. and how I think it was Nicole who said, um, like, she told you not to move more than like five minutes f- from her or else she would just yeah. literally never see you again, which is such a specific L.A. thing <laughs> of like, if I have to drive more than five minutes, like, because it's either five minutes or 45 minutes. Or
0: 40. Minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. like... I need you to be on the same side of town, or else I won't see you. And is and I moved from the I was truly like <laughs> like seven minutes from her place, uh-huh. and then I moved to a new apartment recently that's like seven more minutes south. And she was like, oh "My God, <laughs> how <laughs> dare you, you!" Never,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was like,
0: It's it'll take fourteen minutes. It was it's fine. <laughs>
1: I feel that way in New York. I mean, I think it's such a specific uh, L.A. thing. But um, yeah, I mean, people joke about like uh, Brooklyn to Manhattan is like a long, long distance relationship. If, if you have Absolutely. to get on. Yeah. Anything more than like one subway transfer is is Too untenable.
0: Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I was I lived in New York for nine years. And Nicole, when Nicole and I were lived there at the same time, she <laughs> lived in Harlem the whole time. And I lived in Brooklyn and she maybe came to my place twice, yeah. <laughs> and and I never went to her place, I, which is crazy. I never saw her place when we were both in New York, but we also never had to, We because like, we were in Chelsea for UCB mm-hmm. stuff all the time. Like She worked at the training center at the front desk, and we would have classes together. We'd rehearse at a studio together. We'd do, do shows in that area, and then we'd Go to our respective homes, but right the idea of like going more north than Times Square, I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, yeah.
1: yeah. We'll we'll move to a section where we just complain about some stuff. Usually, we we look at your Twitter and see what you've tweeted that you hate, and you only tweeted that you hated something once <laughs> in oh. twenty eleven, um, and that was I hate pizza tattoos.
0: Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's really funny because I now have a pizza tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: A true one.
0: Things have that changed. Yeah. I got it maybe two years ago. I was like okay. visiting LA It's before I lived here and I was uh-huh. at a hotel and they had a pop-up tattoo artist because of course they did. And they were giving free flash tattoo art to the people who were staying in the hotel. And I like saw the sign and I was like, I mean, this is fate. (laughs) This is meant to be. And I saw the list of flash art that they had. And it was like, one was a palm tree. One was a mountain Uh landscape. And then one was a slice of pizza. And I was like, I got to get the pizza. Guess and I, as pizza. I was getting it, as I was getting it, the, the artist was like, you're the only one. <laughs> 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 you're the only one who got the pizza. And I was like, really? Yeah. I thought this would be the, the popular one. But like, maybe that's my New York brain is like, I love pizza. Of course we're going to get pizza. Right. And people in LA are like, no, palm trees, dude. If you don't <laughs> eat pizza anymore, we're all gluten free. <laughs>
1: I'm just fascinated by, like, do you remember what, like, spurred on the the I hate pizza tattoos tweet?
0: Maybe I saw a lot of them. I don't really. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I was on the subway and I just saw so many pizza tattoos. And I was like, guys, it's not ironic. <laughs> it's not cute. Stop it with the pizza tattoos. And then here I am. Years later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That is you overcoming your internalized um, pizza phobia, pizza tattoo yeah, phobia. Yeah, it was
0: really like self hate. I just that was who yeah. I was at the core, and it just took nine years for me to acknowledge it.
1: <laughs> right, I think that is that is a beautiful a, a, a beautiful story of growth. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, I also admire that you follow zero people on Twitter. That must make um, so the Twitter <laughs> experience I- infinitely better than.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did that maybe I don't know in like two thousand fourteen or something. I just just felt like my timeline was so cluttered and like I didn't care about what I was looking <laughs> at or it was stressing me out.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I
0: just unfollowed everybody and it, yeah. Now I go there and I'll, I'll look at what's trending, like what news is happening, but like. Uh-huh. That's it. And it also decreases the amount of time I'm even on the app because I don't follow anyone. So there's no need to like see what people are saying.
1: Right. I uh, yeah, I admire that. I feel like it would make my life infinitely better. But it's one of those things that like you just refuse to do, even though, you know, it it would be an improvement.
0: Yeah. It's like a step above deleting the app completely. That would be the (laughs) ultimate like. Right. (laughs) I'm unaffected by this but i i'm not there yet. <laughs> I still love right. the app.
1: Okay, a couple of other things that you you said, do you dislike coyotes or 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 coyotes? I don't know um, how they <laughs> pronounce <old> it. Coyotes.
0: <laughs> yeah. They uh they've been a real problem. They're just like roaming around the streets of LA like a gang and and I'm like what is the purpose? Like what are you what are you here to do? Are you hungry? Are you looking for food? Are you just trying to intimidate people? Because they'll just make these wild noises. It's just like, (laughs) and and I'm like, are you fighting with each other? Are you actually killing an animal? Please get out of my neighborhood. And and I know we're in their neighborhood. So it's like, we are kind of like, (laughs) yeah, we're on their territory, but just like contain your roaming to a reasonable hour. They'll they'll be outside at like 9pm. Just be like, Hi.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I'm taking my nightly walk. Hello. <laughs> and uh, it's stressful.
1: I guess this relates to the to the next one, which is camping.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, same thing with ice cream. People keep trying to peer pressure me and be like, we got to go camping. I did it once and, um, you know, didn't really sell me on the experience. We were next to a swamp and there were bullfrogs. In the swamp, which I had never heard a bullfrog make a noise before, but they go like all night (laughs) Uh and they're like just like singing and talking to each other. And I'm like, what is so important that you have to discuss this right now at 3 a.m. And it's just like so many. I just I'm fine with being outside. I just need an inside option. I would Uh love and especially when I'm tired, like if I want to sleep, I want to be sleeping on a bed. I don't want to be sleeping on the ground. I don't care how romantic you think it is. (laughs) Like, I I just, I don't, it's not, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't, I, we are humans and we're civilized and we've been created inventions to make things comfortable. Why do I have to sleep on the ground and pretend like I'm like a, a cave van or something? What are we, what are we reaching back for? no (laughs) but only forward we've advanced we've we're headed towards the future we have beds we don't have to do this where
1: uh, where was it
0: somewhere in missouri i honestly don't even know what the town is but when we pulled up to the campsite it was like all a bunch of old white men with like long beards and
1: (laughs) i don't i didn't see any banjos but i heard it you know right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I um, I I feel like anywhere a swamp is, it's it's like we people probably shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, I want to know what's in the water. If I can't see past like two inches, I don't think we should yeah.
1: be here. No, that and, and there's something about swamp water that is like, uh, if if it's like thick, if there's if there's texture to the water, then <laughs> that's a no go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No. Uh
1: well, we can go out on a fuck camping p- fuck coyote note. <laughs> Before we let you go, where where can people uh find you and your work?
0: Uh all my socials are at the sheer truth, t h e sheer truth. Mm-hmm. Um you can watch my special pizza mind on Amazon. Uh also the, this indie movie I filmed a few years ago called The Weekend just came out on Amazon Prime. And Hulu.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw that.
0: Yeah. Also, I'm in a show called Woke that's going to come right. out on Hulu in September, which I'm really, really excited about. I'm in a movie called Spree, which is going to come out in August. And listen to my podcast with Nicole called Best Friends, wherever you get podcasts. And that's it.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is a, that is a, a list to keep people busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's th- thank goodness i had a busy year last year so all the stuff is yeah. coming out this year so it seems like i'm working even though i feel very much like i'm not
1: <laughs> i mean it's it's you can take a break as far as i'm concerned because yeah that is <laughs> that is a, an impressive list thank you all right we're almost here we're almost at the end of the show but first our chasers chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier starting with our segment do better white people barry uh what are you highlighting this week
2: this week i am highlighting an action that is a part of an august campaign from justice for elijah mclean so if people don't remember elijah mclean was a 23 year old black man who died at the hands of the police last august and it happened in aurora colorado he was restrained with a chokehold that has since been banned. And he was walking home from a convenience store on August 24th when someone called 911 saying that he, quote unquote, looked sketchy. So first of all, just like a general thing, like, don't call the police on people for looking sketchy. Like, it it just just doesn't go well. It just doesn't go well. And secondly, none of the officers have been fired or charged since this happened last August. So Justice for Elijah McLean is an Instagram account, and they are starting their August campaign because Elijah died last August. And one of the action items is sending postcards to Colorado officials, and it's super easy because they're doing it through a company called culture greetings so you go to that website and you can either click a postcard that already has a message filled out and all you do is sign it and pay for it and then they like fill in everything or you could do a postcard that still like has this beautiful design that says justice for elijah mclean on it and fill it in yourself and send it off so there are links to that in our show notes their goal is to get like 10,000 postcards to these colorado officials So if everyone who listens to this podcast joins in, we'll be able to make that goal easily. So that is what I'm highlighting this week.
1: All right. Well, we can do that. Now let's get into uh, some of the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what have you been watching? I
2: started watching Rami on Hulu. Have you watched it? I
1: haven't yet.
2: So Rami is a TV show on Hulu that's based off of the comedian Rami Youssef's life. And it's it's a 30 minute comedy about a 20 something year old Muslim New Jersey guy. And uh, it's really good. It's really funny. The pacing is great. There are two seasons. So I'm only on the first season. And I know that he's nominated for lead actor in a comedy series for the Emmys right now. Did he win last year?
1: Yeah, he won. I'm pretty sure it was the Emmys and not the Golden Globes. But I remember he he won and part of his speech was like, I know none of you have heard of my show, (laughs) but I hope you'll go watch it. Um, And yeah, that was for for season one.
2: Yeah, it's really good. What about you? What are
1: you watching? I haven't watched a lot of new TV, a lot of the same stuff I switched from. I I mentioned that I was going through the like American film Institute list. Uh, They have a top 100 Uh comedies list, um, but they also have a 100 like love story list. (laughs) So I switched over and started watching those. I don't know why I'm just torturing myself. (laughs) Um, and a lot of the, like I don't know some of them are like old as fuck movies that I'm sick of watching like I don't know I'd never seen Casablanca before mm-hmm. Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. I don't know a whole bunch of movies that are I'm just like why do you talk like this <laughs> <laughs> it's like old black and white movies where everybody talks like, "Hey, mister, where are you going?"
2: That mid-Atlantic accent.
1: Yeah, where I'm like, "What? If nobody, nobody has ever talked like. This is this really how you like sat down at a bar and spoke with another person? No, what you talk like a normal human being? <laughs> what is your non-TV chaser?
2: So I have a few. So I'm just gonna go through them real quick. Spoiler alert: they're all food and drink based. <laughs> that's what's brought me joy this week. One, I made a delicious crumble. We got so many pounds of peaches from our CSA and we were like, what are we going to do with all of these? So I made a sesame peach crumble. And like, I love tahini. I love it in a savory dish. I love it in a dessert. And so it was my perfect summer type of dessert. Uh, And yeah, it was great. And then also while I was making that, I found a pint of McConnell's ice cream in the back of my freezer that I forgot about. So that was absolutely thrilling. The fact
1: that you could forget an, a pint of ice cream to me is like <laughs> unfathomable.
2: Well, here's what happened. My friend Gabrielle got me four pints of ice cream for my birthday from McConnell. She like shipped it to me and I put them in the freezer and I had, I thought that I had eaten all of them because I had also bought myself a pint That same week before I got the extra four, and since then have bought other types of ice cream. And it was like just behind something. The point is, I had so much ice cream that you know I kind of forgot, but yeah, um, I found it and it was thrilling and just it it made me so happy, especially because it tasted so good with the crumble. And then I have one more, which is what I said in the top of the episode I made. A blueberry sour cocktail that, like, I could not believe that I had made it. Like, it was so good.
1: I do love a bloob.
2: You love a bloob. Love it in a pie. Love it in a cocktail. What about you? What is your chaser or plural chasers?
1: <laughs> no, I've also been in a very berry mood. Um, again, not, not you. The fruit. I made a blueberry pie last week. I actually don't think I'd ever had blueberry pie before. Really? I was never really like a big fruit pie person.
2: Yeah, I was definitely like, give me the chocolate, give me the silk kind of pie in my in my youth. But now, mm, all about that fresh fruit pie. Yeah.
1: the like, I don't know. I, I guess it was always, even my when I was talking to my mom, she was like, we were never like, I didn't think you liked that. And I was like, well, yeah, because you like made me not like it. <laughs> I turned it around on her real fast. But like, we were always like cake and chocolatey. And like, if I did have pie, it was like pumpkin pie. And I never really liked apple pie all that much. But Yeah, I made a blueberry pie. It was my video last week and it was so good. I've been eating it every day with ice cream (laughs) (laughs) and it is so fucking good. So uh, I do the number of blueberries that I eat in a given day is probably... In the thousands, uh, if I had to guess. Uh, But I put blueberries in my oatmeal in the morning and then in a smoothie in the afternoon (laughs) and then in a pie after dinner. So my blueberry intake is dangerously high, but also uh, it does bring me joy. So that is my chaser you're
2: going to turn into the girl from Willy Wonka
1: <laughs> i i hope i do violet she had it figured out
2: violets turning violet
1: uh <laughs> i love that and then i'll get um a, a bunch of guys to come juice me <laughs> That is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellaside. Special thanks to Jenna Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Onsdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellaside. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And you can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601 600 rant. That's 601 600 7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Oh, bye bye. Happy birthday to me.